0: Journey through the Pantheos Prelude. Hey, everybody, and welcome back, all my journeymen and journeywomen. By the way, that's the moniker that I'm ascribing to all of the people who've been fanatically following my podcast. Thank you all. I love you all. But yeah, you're journeymen and journeywomen, and I find that to be a very, uh, you know, poignant and perfect descriptor. Because, you know, so like one of my favorite things in life is boxing. And there's the concept in boxing of a journeyman. A journeyman is someone who basically isn't the best at boxing. Um, they ha- they don't have a great record per se, but they have a, a, an itch that they need to scratch. And that, and that itch is boxing. And they may not be good at it, but it's their passion and they just do it. They're like they have to do it. And that's kind of how I am on this journey. I am I, maybe not the best at, at doing it. I'm not following all the rules. Uh, some of you veterans out there of, of psychedelics and meditation and stuff, you're probably listening to a lot of these episodes and be like, man, what, what are you doing, man? Um, I'm just kind of making stuff up as I go along and following general guidelines. But but yeah, uh, journeyman. Anyway, so let's talk about the next trip. So when I started thinking about how I'm going to approach doing the prelude episode for this next trip, trip five, I was a bit perplexed. Uh, I, I didn't quite, you know, very similar to the, the prologue episode, you know, the very first episode of the podcast where I had to rewrite and rethink and all that stuff multiple times. I'm kind of in the same boat with this trip. I would say that this trip is, is probably the flagship trip of the entire, uh, journey like this i'm calling this next uh trip uh, the episode title is going to be called trip five the answer because i mean i i got the most amazingly deep and profound i know i use that word all the time but it really was the most deep and profound answer that i never even expected you know I, i was thinking that i was going to go in one direction and I was all geared up and prepared for it. I was like, "Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this answer." And it took a completely different, you know, left turn, drop you off the cliff, uh, something I just never would have expected, ever. And uh, that's kind of that's kind of the concept that I want to uh, convey for this next trip. The the theme that I'm trying to hit and focus on here is something that has happened in your life that has changed your life forever from that moment forward. And, and I, I want you to think about, you know, instances in your life, or maybe you only have one instance or maybe you haven't had any instances, but try to think of something in your life where, where as of that moment, it's something you've witnessed or it has happened to you or something like that, where it changed your life as of that moment forever. And, you know, already I can just imagine people thinking of, you know, negative things, right? So, in my opinion, um, negative emotions and negative experiences trump positive experiences. And it has to for survival reasons. So, so again, you're already thinking about, like, these things that have happened to you or maybe you know someone where some something terrible has happened that has changed their lives as of that moment. Boom. You're a different person going forward different outlook. Well, then there's the positive side, right? I'm sure a ton of you are thinking about these positive things that have happened to you in your life where you're different afterwards, you know, like the birth of your children. That's a big one that everyone always talks about. Like, man, I was like this, my mind and everything. I was all about this and me, me, me. And then then my, then my child was born and then my entire purpose in life and outlook on everything changed. And it was all about my child thereafter, right? And so, that's a big one. You know, a lot of people have like extreme religious experiences where it's the same thing. It's like, hey, I, uh, the, I felt this presence and I felt all this love and everything and boom, I was a different person afterwards. All of that is great. I, I love it. And that's good stuff. But has anyone out there had an experience that changed their lives forever that was both positive and negative in equal amounts? But, but not in a way where it cancels it out, right? It's, it's not like, hey, this is both good and bad, so therefore it's a neutral feeling. It's like, no, you feel both sides of that equation equally, and it impacts you equally. And it's something that smacks you in the face that is so uh, powerful that you can't deny it, and, and, and you're changed. So that is essentially what happened to me on trip number five. The, the, the tr- Again, the trip that I'm calling The Answer. I received some communication, a direct message that was equal parts amazing and beautiful and, uh, you know, I, I keep using these words, y'all, profound and deep and all this stuff. And then at the same time, absolutely freaking terrifyingly... Uh, uh the, the guys pardon my French fucked up like whew uh, the <laughs> um I, I'm speechless. I, I don't I also don't want to give too much away because I don't want to let you in on the message right now and, and blow it for the for the episode. But suffice it to say that I was delivered a series of messages one in particular that stopped me dead in my tracks and made me say holy shit like I did not know that I did not expect that I, I, guys I'm I'm struggling to find the word I'm kind of getting emotional right now too um I did not know that I did not expect that and what do you do with this knowledge like this this Clear, very clear message that was just delivered to me. That is groundbreakingly. Again, have I haven't the words. What do you do with that knowledge? And guys, that message has been haunting me ever since. That that message was delivered to me. I think I want to say it was in like um, November or it may have been. May have been early December, actually, of of uh, twenty twenty, and I have been struggling ever since about how I live with what I heard and saw. That's what this episode is about, y'all. So, whoo! I know that was a lot to take in. Sorry, sorry, I got a little emotional there. Um, it's it's a weighty subject, and uh, just you know, you'll you'll uh, understand when you hear it. <laughs> um, so I also, you know, wanted to talk about, you know, why in the hell someone would want to keep going down psychedelics, the, you know, the psychedelic journey and path or whatever you want to call it, having seen and experienced what I already have seen and experienced. I mean, no one in very few people rather in their right mind would say, Hey, I, uh, you know, my, my girlfriend almost got killed and, and I almost killed myself. And, uh, and, you know, the, in the trip before that, I was, you know, sent to hell and, and you know, uh, riding a shape into purple hell and ha- having to climb through an inferno to, you know, <laughs> take a crap to save my life. It, like, who would sign up for this stuff, y'all? It's crazy. It's freaking crazy. Well, I can tell you who signs up for this stuff and who keeps wanting to go further. And that's someone who desperately wants out of their current situation and i still hadn't found the all the answers i mean when you when you think of, think about my all of my previous trips i really didn't get an answer on on what i was really searching for like what's the genesis of my depression and nihilism and and um, and compulsiveness and all this other stuff uh, you know is there any answers to you know it, it runs in my family like why and how and what can i do to to help stave it off and you know, headed off at the pass and, you know, move on with my life in a in a much more wholesome and better way. And I didn't get the answers. I mean, the first trip was like, hey, let's throw some crazy like visuals and concepts at him that makes him think, oh, th- there's something beyond just my logic and science, right? Second trip, it's like, hey, let's introduce him to God and, and n- don't say anything other than that, just that he exists and he's real. Uh, trip three, it's like, let's scare the crap out of him, literally, <laughs> you know, it's like, Uh, and then, then we get into trip four and it's like, okay, well, well, let's explore the God thing a little bit more and let's deliver some messages about, um, you know, love and, and having children and stuff like that. And let's give him some messages about how he should be proud of himself and so on and so forth. But, and, and of course that terrifying thing at the end there, but, but there is no deep answers on, on why, you know, I am the way I am, what I need to do to correct it. All that stuff, right? And so I, I wanted to go deeper despite that terrifying experience. And y'all, in the moment, I, this is something that I left out of the last trip episode. In the moment, like after we had come back into the pool house and I'm getting these messages of kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. And, you know, having just recovered from the fact that my girlfriend almost died in front of me, you know, it was suffocating to death. I mean, it, it was terrifying. Y'all, I remember looking her in the eye and, said, and, and saying, saying, we are never doing this shit again, ever. Like I am done as of this moment. This this stuff is no joke. Like you almost died, I almost killed myself. This is done. But but again, the the, the next day I woke up and and I, I felt this beauty, uh, this the second chance, the second lease on life, and and I really appreciated my life. And so there was a, a big huge positive at the end of that. So I saw some light at the end of the end of the tunnel and then furthermore I, I I reached out to the folks on the um the the support group thread right on the ayahuasca support group thread it's, it's kind of like this app or whatever where people are talking about their experiences and how to dial it in and all this other stuff and uh so there th- there's a few people that I've connected with uh, you know uh, quite deeply uh sharing our experiences and and, and stuff and so, I reached out to these folks and I told them my my hellish experience. And one of the guys, uh, I'll, ch- I'll I'll not use his name, uh, I'll, I'll make up a new name for him, I'll, let's say his name is Chris. Very, very, really, really great guy and knows his stuff. I mean, he's a psychedelics veteran, uh, you know, meditates all the time, like he he's very much into spiritualism and mysticism and, and all this stuff, right? Um, like he knows his stuff, like he's... We, we actually call him The Wizard. So, uh, so Chris, I know your, your real name's not Chris, but Chris, aka The Wizard, if you're listening to this, man, you really have helped a lot of people. Me And and me, you know, whew, I can't tell you how much you helped me. Like, you're a great man. I love you. You really helped out a lot of people and, and you're awesome. Well, anyway, Chris told me, he was like, hey, man, um, about the messages you were getting about, you know, killing yourself, like needing to kill yourself... He basically said, you know, these entities will really never tell you to kill yourself. You think that they that they are, but they really aren't. And and what the he said one thing that really leapt out at me. And uh, you know, he asked me if I've ever done any shadow work, and I, I basically was like, no. Uh, and shadow work is all about dealing with your ego and making your ego like rise the, to the surface and acknowledging it and 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 all that stuff, right? So, you really have to know a lot about your ego. So, his, what he said that really jarred me was he said, hey, uh, by the way, it wasn't that angel thing that you saw saying that you need to kill yourself. It was you. It was your ego. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, do some research on the ego, man. I'm like, And then he said something. He goes, your ego would rather you die than it die. And that... I about, like, you know, f- got knocked out of my seat by by that comment. And and that's ultimately what, what made me want to go back in, y'all. I was like, dude, like, my depressed, nihilistic, you know, addictive personality, freakazoid ego was scared that it was going to die. And it was like, well, fuck that. We're going to let you die first. You know, it's like... It's ridiculous, y'all. It's freaking ridiculous. Like, you need to get your ego out of the way. It's so freaking stupid, dude. It's, it has ruled you your entire life. I'm not talking to everybody. There's a lot of people out there that have their egos in check, that they don't need to go through this experience really at all. But there's a lot of people out there, and, and, and you know exactly who you are, that your ego has consumed everything in your life. And you are your ego, and the whole purpose of this journey, y'all, is to kill your ego. It's the, it's the ego death. They say it pretty much in any kind of major psychedelic kind of thing where you go on this crazy, really deep, you know, path is you're going to have ego death. Like, like you, you need your ego to die so that you can move on with your life, man. And, and so that's essentially what I was after. And and so I, I didn't experience that on any of my trips so far. I've come close. Like when I went down that, you know, shape into purple hell, like I keep mentioning, that was the closest I came. And I pulled myself out of it because even though I knew going into that that I needed to die in my head, I was still absolutely terrified in the moment. Any amount of research that you do, y'all, you can you can do 30 years of research. And know exactly how the, the process goes and like what you need to do to, to go all in and, and die, do the ego death thing and everything. But in the moment, you don't remember any of that research. You don't even re- remember that you took a psychedelic. You just know that it's life and death and that you need to save yourself. And so, it, it, it's go, it goes against everything, every instinct that you have and every instinct that that humans have garnered in the you know 200,000 years that we've been dragging our knuckles across the friggin' savanna i mean it, it's anti-survival like <laughs> you you let yourself die like it's incredible the mind reels y'all like how do you do that the, there are people out there the, the wizard is one of them who 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 has done that multiple times like i don't know how they do it y'all it, but when when the time comes and you're in the moment, you're fighting for your life, and it's no freaking joke. Now, now you don't literally die. Um, you know, like if if you, if you had a video camera fixed on you while you were tripping like deeply on ayahuasca, even though in your mind, in the you know while while you're tripping. You're, you're being sent to hell or something like it. Maybe you're being ripped apart by some giant monster or whatever. I've heard people talk about, like, being chopped up into little pieces by, like, a big machete-wielding, like, monster kind of thing. And by the way, that happens over and over and over on loop um, until you kind of pull yourself out of it. So, um, even though, like, these, these brutal, hellish things are happening to you and you're, and you're dying... In, in real life, like when you see like a, a video of yourself or something like that, you're just sitting there. Maybe you're moving around a little bit. Uh, maybe you're grunting a little bit. And in extreme cases, people yell or maybe um, you know spasm a little bit. But you're not doing anything too crazy, generally speaking. Some people really do freak out, y'all, and, and it gets it gets it gets bad. It gets really bad. That's a st- that's why you need to have a sitter. Anyway, so so yeah. As crazy as it sounds, that is the pay dirt. That is what you're after. And and the reason why you go after that, y'all, is you're gonna you're gonna go through some crazy stuff. You're gonna think that you're dead. You're gonna th- and it's not always like being sliced apart by giant monsters. Sometimes it's like I heard someone describe something one time as like they were uh they were a sentence in a book, and it was this giant book, and in the book like explained everything in the universe and And then the book started to close and they were in that book as it closed and that killed them. Another person described like they they all of a sudden turned into pixels. Kind of like what happened with Thanos or whatever in the Infinity War or whatever the hell it's... I don't watch any of those Marvel movies per se. I mean, I've watched a couple, but I do know that Thanos or whatever would, would, once he got the frigging gauntlet or whatever you call it, the frigging glove with all the stones in it, he can make everyone like disintegrate. He said basically that happened to him. So there's any number of ways that you can die in in this space, you know, and and get essentially um, to the next level. And it's really that next level where where the real pay dirt is. So once you go through this death experience, on the other side of that is these beings that, um, again, Joe Rogan described it best, uh, that are made out of love and understanding and forgiveness. And no matter what terrible things you've done in your life, they are going to give you the answers that you need, and it's usually going to be a loving situation. Uh, Sometimes you still get some hellish kind of stuff in that, but generally speaking, it's it's usually these beautiful, profound, life-changing messages that can be both good and bad, and sometimes both. And that's exactly what happened to me on this next trip, trip number five. Um, I, I'm not going to try to, I'm, I'm going to try not to give too much away here, but, but, whew, I, I, I ran out of ayahuasca in that, in that previous, in trip number three, right? And then I, to bridge the gap between my next one, right? I, I got some mushrooms and that was trip number four. So, trip five here, I decided to buy another, you know, batch of ayahuasca. And again, it's, it's very expensive. So, you, you want to be as efficient with it as possible and, and use all of it, of course. Like, you don't want to have it just sitting around forever, right? So, use all of it and be efficient with its usage because it's expensive, and so, I, I talked to, to the same people on, on, the, on the support thread, and they told me, like, dude, there's no real reason why you need to do nine friggin' ounces. Like, you can hit the same level of enlightenment on six ounces, and this is the exact steps on how to do it. And they gave me all the steps, and, uh, and I followed them. And by the way, um, one of the steps in there involves eating food. So, uh, eating food a little bit, not a huge amount... But eating food kind of unlocks, um, they, they say something about your gallbladder, uh, like holds on to the DMT or something like that. I'm not a doctor, y'all. I don't know if this is true or not. Who knows? I'll have to research it. But anyway, so you, apparently your, your gallbladder holds on to the DMT and then you eat some food and that quote unquote distracts your gallbladder and that makes it release in a huge dump, like all that DMT that it was holding on to. Now... I don't know if that's exactly what happens. I'm going to trust them and say that it is what happens. But regardless, eating food dumps a shitload of DMT uh, whenever you, you've taken ayahuasca. And so so that's what I did, y'all. Trip number five, I followed their instructions. I ate some food and got a huge dump of DMT. And then it was off to the races. And y'all, <laughs> that's where I'm going to leave it. Uh, my 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 good friends, uh, you know. So I've mentioned my old lady, who was, uh, you know, my my college, uh, you know, corps of cadets at Texas A and M. Your your freshman year roommate, that's what they call him. Is um is you know your old lady. So it's actually his brother, and his brother is is a just a. They're both incredibly smart, but his brother takes it to like an obsessive level. And that's why that's one of the many reasons why I love this guy. If you're, I know you're listening right now, dude, I love you. You're awesome, and I and I love you for this particular reason too. Like this guy, when he finds something interesting, he uh, proceeds to like become Ph.D. certified in that subject matter. Like, I mean, it's crazy, y'all. Like, like he he is he is a badass. Like, if you want someone to figure something out, just Tell tell him one little thing that piques his interest. And within, within a week, he'll come back to you and he'll be an expert. No joke. Like this guy, he's, he's a freak of nature. So um, needless to say, he's going to bring his A-game to this next interview. And, and so I need to bring mine too. I promise that this next one, y'all, is going to blow the friggin' roof off. It's the flagship episode. Now, the remaining trips after this get deeper but this is the one that really brings home the answer and that's why i'm calling it the answer so so get ready strap in do some friggin meditation or something like that like get your mind ready because you're get, we're gonna get hit with some some deep fucked up honestly fucked up like i'm sorry to keep using that language but fucked up topics beautiful topics you know oh okay i'm gonna stop going on and on y'all just get ready for trip number five. And by the way, trip number five, what is this? Uh, what's today? Give me a second. Let me grab my phone. Here. Today is the 12th. Um, it's probably going to come out like probably like June 12th. Um, so it t- it'll take me a while to edit in all of the sound effects and music and make it flow right and everything. So bear with me. And I love you all. And we'll see you in a little bit. See you June 12th-ish. Goodbye.